Hi, welcome to Women of Substance today. Um, this is so interesting. I really think you're going to like this uh, podcast because I haven't really interviewed anyone along these lines, and I think it's so needed. So today I'm going to interview Melissa Hoffliger, and she is an Optavia coach, which if you're not familiar with that, that is a wellness coach, and she helps people lose weight and keep it off. So um, she's a wonderful Christian woman. She went through weight loss herself and lost, I think she said, 80 pounds. And this was years ago and kept it off. And so uh, she can really help with this area that sometimes seems like so many of us struggle with. So I think you'll really like this. Um, uh, It's not condemning. It's not intimidating. It's just some really practical things that she shares. And then she tells us how to get in touch with her if you need a one-on-one coach. And it doesn't matter where you live. It can be, she said her furthest client lives in Alaska. So there you go. Um, But anyway, listen carefully, be blessed today. And I think you'll learn a lot. Well, welcome to Women of Substance today. I'm thrilled to have Melissa Halfleger. Today, we're going to focus on uh, her uh, teaching on wellness and nutrition and uh, and how to lose weight. Don't you love that? <laughs> I think as Americans, just kind of across the board, Melissa, we all are pretty interested in that. Thank you so much, Charlotte, for having me today. I'm very excited to be here. Good, good, good. I um, had heard about Melissa through a friend at my church. And uh, when she told me a little bit about what you're doing, I got so excited because I really haven't had the opportunity to interview anyone um, on this subject and along this line. And I think it's so very important to all of us to stay healthy. You know, I think there's a difference in trying to lose weight just to, you know, be prettier or be, Uh you know, more attractive. That's fine. I'm not against that. However, I think it's so important just to stay healthy. Don't you? Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's not, um, it's not about vanity. Like it used to be in the eighties and the nineties. You know, I think that part of it is, um, as our seasons of life change and Mm -hmm. our priorities get redirected and health becomes much more of an internal experience versus an, um, external gratification. Yes, for sure. Definitely. Um, so um, before we get into all the things that you're presenting today, uh, tell our audience about your relationship with the Lord and how you kind of came to know the Lord. Okay. Um, it's an interesting and kind of difficult question that, um, honestly, I was born and raised Catholic and uh, grew up in a Catholic household, mm-hmm. um, attended Catholic services uh, regularly. but. Um, that kind of fizzled out in my late teens, early twenties, as I, I think that it does with for a lot of young adults. Um, and it really wasn't until I was married. My husband and I had our first child. Um, we had a daughter, and we made a decision together that we needed more to raise our family, to complete our commitment to each other, and to raise a family the way we thought was best. So. Um, Thankfully, you know, my husband was right 
with me and we joined a local church and is then soon after about two years later had our second child mm-hmm. and brought them up in that community. And then it feels like years passed in the, the joy and appreciation and, and um, all of those things as that relationship. However, uh, I began to kind of lose the connection between um, Christ and myself. And it really, yeah. then I turned 40, another big monument for a lot of women. Yes. Um, and I discovered that, you know, hey, uh, there's more out here for me that I just haven't connected with. Um, and it's really been in those last few years that I've taken specific intentional time to mm-hmm. have prayer and moments with God, myself. In fact, um, it's kind of, it's just my husband over summer had recreated or created a garden in the front side of our house. And it wasn't for this purpose, but since then I have designated it my, my private prayer zone. Mm. So I go there and I made a commitment to myself and the Lord that when I go and I sit there, I'm going to pray out loud because I want people to see, I want people to know that this is um, who I am and there's no shame in it. I think that sometimes we hide Mm -hmm. in um, our, you know, our cover of Christ and the the Holy spirit, but I'm done hiding. (laughs) I think that's wonderful. I love Mm -hmm. that. And um, I, I know in your biography, you talk, about, of course, uh, your former career being a school teacher and starting a fellowship of Christian athletes at the request of a student in your classroom. Yeah, it was fabulous. Um, And it was a brand new student to me. She came up to me, was 101% um, in adoration of her pastor. And she said, hey, Miss Havlager, why aren't we doing this? Why don't we have some kind of Christian club? And with public schools, in order to have a club like that, it has to be requested by the student. And I yeah. thought, okay. And she was, as I said, completely um, just enamored by her pastor. So she connected me with him. And, you know, immediately he reached out. We were able to bring the club into the school, got paperwork done. And I will tell you, it's that bringing that into a public middle school is mm-hmm heartwarming. And then that relationship went on for years. And actually his wife, the pastor's wife, um, was one that introduced me to my new, my newest health coaching venture. And um, we've stayed connected ever since. But bringing on the Fellowship of Christian Athletes into my classroom as a teacher led me to seek out other teachers. Because um, let me tell you, teaching is it's not for everybody. Right, no, <laughs> it's a rough gig. And to not have support right. um, is troublesome as well. So I reached out yeah. to fellow teachers and asked, you know, I opened my classroom to morning prayer and I was overwhelmed by the amount of teachers that would come and share. Um, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes it was prayer and sometimes it was just time fellowship together. Sure. Um, and that has continued um, since, and we've I've cycled through um, different, I'm going to say friends, prayer partners, you know, you change schools and you move careers and such. Um, And we still meet at a local coffee shop and we have that community because it is, it's, it's intense and it's intentional. Um, 
And it's so um, reassuring and grace giving to know that you have a connection. And I really think that being in the season of life where I am and my children are teenagers and I'm finally getting that open door to myself um, in discovering how valuable that spiritual friendship really is. So, so those friendships are hugely important to me for sure. That's so neat. What a wonderful um, uh, avenue that you opened up and um, you know, that's sometimes that's just what God is looking for is someone to open the door and uh, then he just comes in and blesses and helps Definitely. and strengthens. And so mm-hmm. uh, wonderful, wonderful. Um, so then you have uh, been in uh, kind of health coaching um, for years now, because at first you were with Weight Watchers. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I have. Um, you can see this picture behind me. Long time ago, um, <laughs> I had joined Weight Watchers as a client. And I lost about just over 80 pounds wow. and uh, about 17 months. And I loved it. Wow. I'll tell you the transition in your body, mind, and soul when you lose any weight, yes. it doesn't matter if it's five pounds or 50 pounds, 80 pounds, um, was tremendous. And um, when I made that success, my coach at the time was retiring and she said, hey, we could use you know somebody new out here. And so I took on the leadership role. Um, as a Weight Watchers counselor for, and I did that for 20 years through the birth of both of my children. Mm. Um, And it absolutely fabulous. Again, then I hit 40. The 40 seems to be the the changing point for me. Um, And I (laughs) discovered that um, that program at that time wasn't working for me. Still works. Absolutely fabulous. I love it. However, through my pastor's wife, Sandy, I was led to Optavia. So now I work as a full-time one-on-one health coach. Um, The difference being that rather than group discussions and group support system, I offer a one-on-one nutritional and we get together and I can now connect you specifically to nutrition that helps you um, and exercise if you want to. So that's... um, but yeah, Weight Watchers led me through a lot of um, interesting journeys. You learn a lot about yourself and a lot about other people yes. um, anytime you're working face-to-face um, with the sure. public. And it's been eye-opening for many reasons. Yeah. Can you give us some ideas of why maybe Americans tend to be so overweight <laughs> or, you know, obesity is so prevalent? Um, I think that ultimately for, for adults, we tend to hold on to weight because it, it's either mostly, I'm thinking fear, shame, yeah. and guilt. Wow. Um, when we have, when we hold on to fear, shame, and guilt, we hold on to weight. Because um, food is one thing that we can control. Exercise is one thing that we can control. Right. Um, and sometimes we use it to mask things. You know, we, if you're afraid of um, being able to accomplish something, some people are just afraid of success. Yeah. You know, when you're afraid of that, fear is a huge factor. Yeah. Um, shame. If you are embarrassed of something you've done or something that's been done to you, mm-hmm. um, if you're carrying shame for 
things that you, you can't do and you wish that, you know, if you don't see yourself in the mirror, yeah. you, you know, if the mirror looks different than what the public sees you, if you're carrying some shame in that manner. And then um, a lot of times it's guilt. You know, I've been there, done that, been there, done that, tried and failed and tried and failed. Right. Um, and nobody wants to fail again. Yeah. So, you know, I do think fear, shame and guilt literally weigh heavy on us. But yeah. in the realm of food choices in nutrition, we are overwhelmed with information and yes. we are overwhelmed with convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go, you know, driving anywhere from point A to point B, you're going to pass a million different options to stop at. And they're going to be inexpensive, you think, because yeah. what we don't really internalize is though this quick stop is something that's going to be, we think, inexpensive. It's going to come back to get us in, in mm-hmm. our health, in our doctors, in our prescriptions. Um, but sometimes I think it's not a lack of information. It's a mm-hmm. lack of knowledge. And those are two different things. Okay. Definitely two different things. Yeah. And I think that uh, I am a therapist, a counselor, and um, I'm a little bit shocked, even though I am, that you would say fear, guilt, and shame, because I, I thought you were going to say the availability of food and us overeating. <laughs> you know, I, I think that starts it. Yeah. Charlotte, I, I do think that starts it. And then right. we roll into habit loops. Right. You know, and that's, and then sometimes once the habit loop starts, that's where the fear, shame, and guilt come in. Oh, well, and then, yeah. you know, if you've been doing the same thing for so long, yeah. You, you've got to do something that um, interrupts that loop. Yes. And, and change something. Um, and, you know, I, speaking generally of people in their adult years, now, teenagers, child weight gain is a whole different issue. And I would never point fingers at parents and school lunches and family. I think it's everything. Sure. I think it's a piece of everything. Um, right. Social stigma and some of the pressure that these children are under is tremendous. But right. an obvious, quick, not easy, but an obvious quick tip is to make sure you have good, valuable nutrition at home. Yeah. Right. You know, and then because we can't control what they eat when they're not with us. Right. We can be a role model. We can... Um, offer best choices. Sure. But ultimately, you know, we can't control. So it really is. That's what I'm saying. It's the difference between information and knowledge. Right. That's really good. Yeah. And and I think that we do take on um, a lot of what our parents uh, did and how they uh, prepared meals or the lack of their, you know, the lack yeah, of for sure. convenience or how we sat and ate at the table um, or the the snack food that they had, uh-huh. um, maybe I think that maybe affected me more than even my friends. And later on, I always would revert back to my childhood. You know, yes, well, it's comfort too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, and it, it's it's what you know. If it was good enough for mom and dad, then it's got to be okay for me. Sure, yeah. Um, and then sometimes it's not even thought about. How many times have you walked through the grocery store and then you get to the checkout and you're like, "How did that get in my cart?" Right. <laughs> Exactly. I have no idea. Well, it's just, you know, and you've heard, I'm sure, um, you know, the best place to shop in the grocery store is the perimeter so that you yes. get the, the produce and, you know, but let's be honest, there are some things we need down those aisles too. So sure. you have yeah. to kind of have those, that guard up. Yeah. 
Well, um, that's good information. And I think it is uh, for parents setting an example with your own uh, eating habits. Uh I know both. I'm so proud of both my daughters because they 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 have done what you've said Um, in the house. They have fruit and vegetables and and, uh, that's what they suggest for snacks, you know, and and the the children have they've accepted that, you know. I don't know if they've always liked that, but they've accepted it and they, you know, they've had uh, success in their, you know, young lives with being pretty healthy and healthy weight. Right. And so I think that's, I think that's a great point is especially, you know, for parents and then, you know, grandparents, I think we should, as mm-hmm. a grandmother, I try to kind of follow her leading my daughter with yeah. or both my daughters actually with uh, what they suggest and not, Say, let's go get ice cream and hot fudge sundaes and, yeah. you know, and just. And I know that's difficult for grandparents. I will include yeah. my parents in this because, you know, it's all about the, you know, what can we get away with at grandma's house? And I love it. <laughs> I adore it. Um, so, you know, in one day, uh, God willing, I'll be there too. And I can make those same mistakes, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just the, uh, the um, amount of sugar that is hidden in foods that we wouldn't even think about. Um, Cause you know, we think sometimes, well, if, we're, if we don't eat dessert, we're okay, mm-hmm. but right. there's a lot of hidden sugar, isn't there? And, and the carbs and, are. Right. And the, um, the timing of when we eat, not just how much or what we're eating, you know, your body works as a furnace, you know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, the, the old story about you're not, you can't drive the car unless there's gas in it, you know, right. Okay? But you know what? The car drives better with better gas. And the car yes. drives better with the gas and the oil change right. um, with all of the regular maintenance. So you have to be thinking about what can I do to get my metabolism moving early in the day and keep it. And, you know, honestly, to do that, you have to have breakfast. You've got right. to wake up and have something and then some kind of movement. And I don't mean extreme exercise, but some kind of intentional movement throughout your day. Yeah. Um, because sitting still for too long, you know, ask any massage therapist or chiropractor, there's issues with that. Right. But just to get up and, and get things moving. Um, yeah. As far as sugar content in food, you know, I love the idea of reading labels, but I have to be honest with you. Sometimes the labels are overwhelming. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, so I know that, you know, the things that are definitely sugars and sweetened and and those things that we need to avoid. But, you know, we also have to consider, and I know you had mentioned fruits and vegetables, you know, fruits are fabulous to a point, you know, if you are only eating fruit, you need to watch out and consider some vegetables like, um, you know, the program that I coach with now, what one of the best pieces of it is that all of the nutrition is done for you already. You know, I don't have to, when I'm speaking to friends, family, and clients, I don't have to tell them that you're weighing, you're measuring, you're counting macros, and you're doing all these pieces because the nutrition piece has is already done. It is a um, pre-portioned, pre-packaged give to you so that you can work on the mind piece that oh, will help cool. you continue to not just lose weight, but we mm. want you to be healthy. Cause you know, we talked about that vanity piece and, and it's fabulous. It, you know, cause I think when you look better and feel better, you do better and think better. Yes. But it, that's not the whole thing. 
you right. know, if the, if the insides, because we have all met and have friends and family in our lives who on the outside are thin and appear healthy and appear to make good choices. But on the inside, yeah. you know that that's not it. So unless you've got your head in the game, yeah. knowing the nutrition that you're putting into your body and the nutrition you're putting into your soul, right? it's not going to make a difference. At least it's not going to make a permanent difference. Right. And that, yeah. That's the important piece when you're talking about weight loss or lifestyle change. Because, you know, again, those are different parts. And depending on the, the season you are in your life, they hold different value to you. Right. For sure. For sure. So tell us how you, if someone today's listening and they're thinking, I need to get with her because I need help with this, <laughs> some serious help. Um, tell us how um, they could do that. And then tell us kind of how they would get started with you. What would you say uh, to them? Would you do an evaluation? Yes. Um, yep, I, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. You can just look up Melissa Halfliger and you will find that. Um as far as getting started, we do, you know, I offer, I coach with my husband. So when I say we, okay. <laughs> um, we do a health assessment. And uh, honestly, what that does is we talk about if you have any allergies, if you have any um, special medical conditions that are of concern first, and then right. we like to catch your dreams. I want to talk to you about um, where you see yourself and right. why. And for some people, it's a healthy weight that they've been in the past that they want to come back to. Right. So, you know, we talk about what was different then that is now and how we can make that transition and get the bridge back. Um, right. For many people, it's something they've never even fathomed. And we have to imagine for them right. what health will look like in three, six months. Because short-term goals are the best. You, you get to them faster. You can celebrate faster um, because victory is a fabulous trampoline, not even a stepping stone. It's a trampoline to success. So we go over the health assessment and um, quite honestly, I'll I'll walk you through when you are at your goal, when you are at your health goal, what do you look like? You know, how do you feel? And a lot of people overlook this, but I also say, who are you with? And what are you doing? What are you talking about? Because that matters. And um, I'm not here to say sometimes people get in and and they add toxicity to your life and you need to get rid of friends. No. But sometimes we need to regroup and surround ourselves with a like-minded community that's going to be supportive. I have had, Scarlett, I've had so many um, friends and clients in the past 25 years who have come to me and said, you know, you are the only one that knows I'm trying to get healthy. And I tend to ask them why, Yeah, you know, there's, there's fear in letting other people know. And you know what? It's, it's not that I want to like, if nothing else today, I want people to think that there is freedom in letting people know there's accountability and letting people know, Mm -hmm. um, and there's support in places you wouldn't even know there is. Yeah. So that's a huge thing. But um, as far as finding me, definitely Facebook or Instagram. Um, I'm sure you will offer the links as well. Yeah. 
and the link for the health assessment. And that comes directly to me. I'm the only one that sees it. And I would then have a private conversation, just a one-on-one to see, you know, what is your goal right now for your life? Right. And they don't have to be here in Tampa. No, ma'am. No. Um, What's on is uh, the furthest away client that I've had was Alaska. Oh, nice. (laughs) Hey, that's totally awesome. Uh, No, because you know what? This, we can do Zoom conversations, phone conversations. You know, it's all good when you're, when you need support, you get it. That's great. Uh And I like that you have been through this experience because there's a picture behind you. And I think uh, we'll get one on the screen of kind of a before and now picture. Uh And um, you've not only lost what you wanted to, but you've kept that off. And I think that those, you know, because so many of us through the years have lost and gained it back and lost. (laughs) And Uh um, it can be, uh, you know, cyclical. (laughs) But uh, the, the, the piece that, sorry to interrupt you, the the piece that really has kept me connected is the community. Uh, uh, Stay with the community. It's when you think that you don't need the help, when you need the help. Right. You know, I've heard this said, um, many, many people have said this before. Yeah. You become most like the five people you spend most of your time with. So I surround myself with people that are going to be supportive. Yeah. And, um, not to say I don't have people that think I do things differently. That's fine. You know, it's all good, but the people that I value Mm-hmm. Are are people that value me, and if you're going to value me, you're going to value my health choices, right? Uh-huh. Well, I think that's good because I know that through the years, um, when I've said, "Well, I'm watching my weight right now," I've had people say, "You don't have to," right? Walk. You know, they'll kind of talk you out of it or talk down <laughs> about it, and I'm thinking, "Wait, yeah, you know, no, I know what I need," you know, but yeah. um, you know, you can get that uh, through people, and so I know and. In those cases, I would not even say anything. I would just say, "Oh, I'm just not very hungry today." You know, and leave right. it at that. Yeah, and you you learn the techniques of you know that, and people mean well. I, sure, I definitely know that we mean well, but but you know, you don't know what's going on internally for me in my health. Right. So that's the thing, and we don't know genetically what you might be up against. Right. So, you know, if you have diabetes in your family and you mm-hmm. want to fight against that, because, you know, we're talking generational change. What kind of legacy yes. um, do you want to leave for your family? Do you want right. to be just another one on that list? Yeah. Or are you going to break through those chains and to de- be determined to make a change for your for your family? It's right. Really, mm-hmm. It is true. It's so yeah. true. And uh, kind of a catalyst, even if you're... Uh, you know, maybe you're not married or you, you don't have children perhaps, but you know, you have siblings or, or friends that you could be a catalyst to and influence. And I think that's a wonderful thing. One of my friends, I got that from one of my friends actually, who uh, years ago, she's, she was, you know, extremely obese and she uh, decided, just determined that she wasn't going to live unhappy because it made her very unhappy. And uh, she said, plus, I want to be a catalyst for uh, my friends and some of the ones that I know need to be healthier as well. So um, I thought that was kind of neat that she thought that way. And it is true, isn't it? You can be oh, an influence sure. and an inspiration. Yeah. Maybe you don't even know you are, but right. you definitely are. 
Yeah. So, I had, um, I have a mentor in my group that, you know, as we, cause I have a coach, I am a coach. She has a coach. They have a coach, you know, we're just this huge thing. And she had said, you know, our program changes you, but mm-hmm. our community heals you. Oh, that's good. I know. I'm like, Oh, that, that, <laughs> and, and that is, that is truth. Community yeah. heals. Right. That's beautiful. Melissa. Was there anything else that you wanted to, to talk about that I have not thought about or? <laughs> um, just to note that I did recently start my own podcast. So oh, good. if you want to listen in, I'm on CastBox, which you can get from any of your podcast um, apps. And then you just search My Faith Fitness with Melissa. Okay. And that's me. My so, Faith um, Fitness with, with Melissa. Melissa. Very nice. Well, I certainly appreciate all this information. And I know that there's going to be ones that give you a a ring or call. I hope so. I hope so. I love to help. And if nothing else, just make new friends, right? Sure. Of course. Yes. Thank you so much. Fabulous. Appreciate you. Have a great day. You too. Well, there you go. If you need help, there's help available. And aren't you glad that uh, there's Christians and, uh, you know, Melissa uh, is is stressing the importance of you being where you want to be and um, the, of course, health and wellness part of it instead of just, oh, well, I need to fit into a size zero or or two or whatever. <laughs> Sometimes we put undue pressure on ourselves. Um, but uh Thank God for wisdom. And I know that since uh, her experience and her uh, life with the Lord now, those two things coupled together would be a a wonderful um, influence for you if you want to get in touch with her. And I encourage you to today. So um, until next time, God bless you. And I just encourage you to follow the Lord, be inspired by God to fulfill your destiny, and also. Um, listen to the podcast. We have quite a few archived and then we have quite a few coming up that are just going to be so inspiring to you. So uh, remember Women of Substance and tell other people about this podcast. God bless you. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter. And we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles. And then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We passed our local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.